Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. I'm very pleased to let you know this morning I'll be teaching on faith. And I want to focus and speak about the faith walk. The faith walk. The walk, the walk of faith. Let's all say together, faith walk. walk. Say it again, say faith walk. In the scriptures, in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says that the just shall live by his faith. The B, B part. Okay. It says that, behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by faith, by his faith. So, he's talking about two categories of people here. The proud and the just. How do you know who is not proud? The way they live. So long as God is concerned. The proud, behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by faith. To be a just person before God, you have to live by faith. In Galatia, in Romans, sorry, Romans chapter 1 verse 17, it says, the just shall live by faith for it is the righteousness for in it the righteousness of god is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith let's all say that together please say it again please say it for the last time louder the just shall live by faith when bible talks about just there is talking about god's people the one who has a relationship with God. Or another way to put it is the righteous. Like Bible calls Abel. Um, just uh, righteous Abel. In some translations, I think in Matthew 23, 30, 38, I suppose, calls him righteous Abel. Other translations use the word just Abel. Abel. All right. So, the just living by faith, the righteous living by faith, meaning that the, the one who has a relationship with God, who has dealings with God, it only works by faith. By faith. It's said, this is one text that is quoted four times in the scriptures. God has said it four times. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17, the just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, the just shall live by faith. And Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, the just shall live by faith. When God said it four times, it's not because he's a stammerer. 
He said it because he means it. The just shall live by faith. Let's all say the just shall live by faith. I can't hear you. Louder. The just shall live. The just shall walk. The just shall walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. The just shall marry. The just shall live. The just shall stay healthy. The just shall be healed. The just shall build his house. The just shall raise his children. The just shall run his business. The just shall grow. The just shall break through. The just shall live by faith. Someone shout by faith. The just shall live by faith. So any compromise on your faith is compromising on your living so long as God is concerned. It is popularly said, though erroneous, it is popularly said that heaven helps those who help themselves. It is wrong. Heaven helps those who believe. A man had a problem and he came to Jesus. His son actually was not well, was demon possessed according to Mark chapter 9. And he came to Jesus and said to Jesus, Lord, this spirit comes upon him since he was a child and oftentimes tried to throw him in fire and to destroy his life. But if you are able, please make him whole. Mark chapter 9, verse 21, 22, 23. Verse 21. So he asked the father, how long has this been happening? And the father says, from childhood, verse 22, and often it has thrown him both into the fire and into water to destroy him. Demons are wicked. Let's all say demons are wicked. You don't negotiate with demons. You cast them out. You don't say, oh, Satan, please. You, you should understand. I'm just a young man. I'm just a young, you know, I'm an orphan. Mind. No. His assignment is to steal from you, to, to kill you, and to destroy. And until your nose, is, your nose is meant to breathe and to smell. If you try to drink water through your nose, what will happen? It won't work. So, if you want Satan to have mercy on your jet, it's like trying to drink water from your nose or through your nose or your eyes or your ears. Your ears is not me it's meant to hear. Satan's job is to destroy, is to steal, is to steal the peace from your marriage. It's to kill your marriage and destroy any prospect of marriage. He's to steal, to kill and destroy. And so the devil ever said that every, he throws him, this little boy, demon comes on him and throws him into oftentimes into fire and other times into water with water agenda to try and destroy the boy. But this is my point here. But the man said, but if you, Jesus, eh, Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. He said to Jesus, Jesus, if you can do something, please do it. Have mercy on us and help us. You know Jesus' response? response? He said, if I can do. No, it's not about what God can do. What is it about? Let's, let's, let's read it. Let's read it out loud. Let's go. It looks like some of you are very hungry this morning. 
Let's read it out loud. Let's go. One more time. Let's read from the all. Louder. Louder. Can I hear the ladies? Can I hear the gentlemen? Alright, shall we all read it out loud? All things are possible to him. Not all things are possible just for God. If you can believe, you will get what God can give. So the man came making noise. God, if you want to. Those of you who have been praying, Lord, if you are powerful, if you can, please do something about Oh, God, please. Don't go begging God. Please, please, please. Believe God. You are saying, God, please. He's also saying, would you believe? Lord, please. Would you believe? Lord, please. Would you believe? When it comes to God, your faith determines your rating. Your faith. I'm not talking about ideas. <laughs> so many of us have got all kinds of ideas about God. <laughs> ideas about God. What God is like. What, this morning in the prayer meeting, I was sharing with them that, you see, pastor, I said God desires to be desired. He wants to be desired. Jesus never went, he didn't, Jesus didn't go to where he was wanted, where he was needed. He went where he was wanted. All right, if God, if he's real God, then he should do something about it. He won't do anything about it. He doesn't change his status. He doesn't change his status. I was sharing this morning, God desires for us to believe in him. He desires for us to want him. And so God reacts and responds to your hunger and your thirst for him. Anyone who hungers and thirsts after God, you attract God. So, if God will do anything for you, it largely depends on you. Hello? I know some of you might have never heard this before. I repeat it. If God will do anything for you, it largely depends on you. Not on a prophet. Not on a preacher. Not on your, the state of your miserableness. Hey, hey, if God is good, why are people suffering? Some people get upset. Why, why, why did God allow this to happen to me when I was a child? Why? Why? If there's God, why are people suffering? Why? 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 You keep asking that question. Don't, don't think quickly and <laughs> see how you can move forward with that. You can keep asking that question. It doesn't change the status of God. Does it change the weather? No, it doesn't change the weather. The truth is that he was where he was when you were stealing money from your mother's bag and he didn't do anything about it. <laughs> oh, but that was just stealing. He was where he was. When you were lying against your friend and your friend was getting into trouble, you knew you were lying, but you lied. And yet he didn't do anything to you. So before you ask, if there is God, why are people suffering? Ask if there is God, why hasn't he striked me? to strike you and you will see where you will end. Dear God. God, if you are really God, okay, I'm going to 
harm somebody. I'm going to do this without the lift the law as long as I can get away with the law. I will do this. And let's see if there is God. Pretty soon, you will find out that you are but flesh and blood. So when people ask these kinds of... Meanwhile, you yourself, you have so much criminal record. And you are asking if there is God, why are there farming and floods? Uh, why is farming in Somalia? Do you really care about Somalia that much? <laughs> if there is God, why, why did God allow my father to die of lung cancer? When your father was smoking his lungs out. I can understand when we get disappointed, we, we have to find somebody to blame. I remember America was becoming very constantly and aggressively and increasingly apostate. Anti-God. New York. Who is the business financial city? Everybody's busy looking for money. God, 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 God. Badly, it looks like they kind of were better than some other European nations like ours. But until 9-11 happened, and they were asking, where was God? Ah, by you. You took him out of the schools. You took him out of the schools. And a schoolboy who believes that we were just not, we are nothing. We are nothing. But just, we emerged from the slimes. Our great, 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 great forefathers were apes. So really, there's no value about life. You just live like just a vegetable or like an animal. And when your time comes, you have gone. There's no meaning to life. And so a, a boy growing with this mindset doesn't value human life. He takes the gun, thinks I'm, not, I'm stressed. My teachers are giving me stress. I'll kill, I'll kill as many people as I can. And you're asking, what is going on in our society? Keep, kick God out and you find out how animalistic we human beings are. Secularism, one of the dangers of secularism is it, it, it aggressively attempts to erode shame from our conscience. I don't know how many of you saw it on Facebook. About, not Facebook. I don't see it. It wasn't on Facebook. Uh, I think it was about Facebook. I think about one of them. A woman who is about 30, I think 38 years old, who is married, getting married to her son, 19 year old. How many of you saw that clip? In fact, the day I saw it, I wanted us to play it in church to see where this whole thing is going. And, she, and on, they, were, they, they were talking, they were giving uh, like interview. They, this, the mother was talking about how that's all he, she's got. My son, we have been together. We have been to, I love my son. And he loved my, he's also, I love my mom so much. That's all. And we don't see why we can't get married. And guess what? After what, they started kissing. Oh, you are saying, oh. No, that's where our society is going. Kick God out and you find out how animalistic, our animalistic tendencies will begin to come up. Conscience, because truth is relative. Recently, someone was jailed for having sex with his, his dog constantly. And the, the sentence is not as worrying and the crime is not as worrying as the, the, the perpetrator, his conscience. He, he, his flatmate, his flatmate said, he started hearing noise in the guy's room. The dog used to cry. 
At a certain, at a certain hour in the night, always. Because this man will be sleeping with his dog. And after a while, he realized that the dog became acclimatized and stopped crying. But he could hear that because flatmate, they shared the same flat but different rooms. He could hear that there's business going on. Amen. And so he became very concerned and reported it to uh, uh, RSPC. <laughs> The police got involved. They investigated. They found out them. No, before he reported, he went to his... He said, but why are you doing that? Why are you sleeping with the dog? His response is what is worrying for me, not the crime. Do you know his response? What's, what's your problem? Is it not my own dog? And I love my dog. What's it? What's wrong? No sense of shame, guilt, or remorse. That is the fruits of secularization. That's the fruit. The fruit of secularization is we erode the sense of um, shame to the extent that a woman, a woman's body is precious. I'm telling you, not everybody's body is precious, but the sight. Okay, I'm talking about sight of. Hey! For a woman to be a group of women to walk naked in town, and men, every year they do it. In, Think about it. If you come out from your room and you go on the streets naked and you don't feel ashamed, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. You are mentally unwell. There's something wrong. But society is changing so much that we are washing out conscience such that people are beginning not to be to feel shy or be ashamed to do some things that are deplorable, distasteful, and disgusting. Because you remember, some of you, there are sometimes you used not to do some things. But it all has to do with the mind. As your mind becomes adjust to some, adjusted to some things, you can do some things, you can wear some things. You remember the first time, sister, you remember the first time you wore that thing? You felt so uncomfortable. Because a little bit of your cleavage was showing. You feel now you're actually removing everything. <laughs> and you are comfortable. You know, it's not that you are bad. Conscience. Something is going wrong. Secularization. America! When 9 11 happened, they were saying, Where is God? Where is God? He should have jumped in the plane and, and striked the attackers with maybe stroke. You see, that's the mindset you, that's the mindset you have about God. Think he doesn't have anything doing. <laughs> he doesn't have anything. You're looking for someone who wants to do bad, and then you go and... Like, it's, it is that Superman mindset. When I was a boy, I used to like Superman. When someone is in trouble, Superman would just fly. And then go and save the man and bring him <laughs> safely to shore. And then the bad ones, he goes to attack them. So most of us think that that's how God is. Because when they say God is good, you think that he's just there, doesn't have anything doing. He's waiting for, waiting for someone to be in trouble. Then you go. Then he brings. <laughs> hey, that's not God, though. That's not God. Most of us, who we have been told God, what we have been told about God is complete opposite. Wrong. 
what you have to know is that God does not react to pain, your problems. He reacts to your faith. He reacts to your faith. The scriptures say, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever is in need, <laughs> that whosoever is stressed, <laughs> that whosoever is so down. No. Listen, I, I admit and I understand that some of our situations, the situations we go through can be quite worrying, disturbing, and um, saddening and unfortunate. But listen, God won't get involved until you get him on board. Take responsibility and get God on board. How do I get God on board? No, you don't have to do everything right because you can't. You know that you try to do a few things right and you are still struggling. You don't have to do everything right. I wanted to hear that. So I can do anything at all. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I said was, you may still have, might, you might have still not gotten to the place where you have everything under control so long as behavioral requirements are concerned. But Abraham, when God wanted to bless Abraham, I want to show you why we are the sons of Abraham. When God wanted to bless Abraham, he didn't ask him to do first. He told him and he believed. And Bible says, because, because Abraham believed, it was accounted to him for right behavior, for right doing with God your doing doesn't matter as much as your believing. What you believe will determine what, how far you can go in God. That is why you can't afford not to expose yourself to sound teachings that will generate right belief that will put you in the plane of faith because once you are in the plane of faith, all things are possible for him that believes. If I were you, I would shout, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. So, Bible, Bible says, Pastor Charles, look at how Bible puts it. Um, Alright, let me just take you to the scriptures. Galatians or Romans. Let's go to Galatians first. Let's, let's start with Galatians. Let's start with Galatians. Galatians chapter... Three, verse one, Galatians chapter three, verse one. Is that also in the Bible? Did Bible call some people foolish? What did they do for the Bible to describe them as foolish? Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Do you know what it means to bewitch? To enchant. It's like in the realm of, that's the right word, is actually enchant. Being hypnotized. You, you are not aware of yourself. It's like 
Oh, that's a word that has jumped out of my mind. You see, it's like you, you are doing things, but you are not really under full control. So you are being made to do something you really, if you are in your right senses, you probably will not, will not do. Like someone who is intoxicated, not brainwashed. So he, when someone is hypnotized, and when, or when someone is enchanted, they chant you and ha, 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 yes. <laughs> he said, who has bewitched you? Bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose high eyes Christ was clearly portrayed amongst you as crucified. Verse 2, we are going forward. This, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Have you got the Spirit? Yes. How did you receive the Spirit? Is it because you had to look for, thou shalt not do this, and so you didn't do it. Thou shalt do, then you did it. Thou shalt not. And then the Spirit said, because you have, thou shalt not do what thou shalt not do, and thou hast done what thou shalt do, the Spirit will come. No, the Spirit never worked like that. So he says that if you have the Spirit, you didn't receive the Spirit because of the laws you kept. But you received the Spirit because of the faith you demonstrated. So he says that to, to, to fall from that plane, having begun in the Spirit by faith, and now continue by works, he said it's like you have been bewitched. It's like you have been bewitched. Your first exam in school, you passed by learning. Second one, you passed by learning. Your uh, GCSE, you passed by learning. Before you entered the medical school, you had to take some exam. You passed by learning hard. Now your medical exam, how come you have been passing your exams by learning? How come suddenly you want to pass by sitting there and chanting, yam, jaga, yam, 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 yam. You have been bewitched. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Because you have gotten this far by applying yourself this way. Why do you intend to continue that far now by changing the principle? So he says that who has bewitched you? Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law, by faith? By the hearing of faith? Go to the next verse. Look at this. Are you so... I know, I know, I know you don't want to hear that, but uh, Sorry. Can I read the Bible at all? Yeah. All right. <laughs> are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? I'll explain what it means, the spirit and the flesh. The spirit is dependence on God by faith based on what your, his word has said. And the flesh is trying to behave all right, trying to tick boxes. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. You know, religious people are always looking for what to do right. Let me show you a, a sign of a religious person. One of the signs of the religion. We are all naturally religious, okay? But you have to be Christian. So you don't end up becoming religious. A religious person is, I am praying every day, but you are not praying. I don't like you. That's a religious person. Because I think you should be praying. Why are you not praying? Okay. Why, what are you doing with your girlfriend in that room? What are you doing? God, you go to hell. God, ah, that's a religious person. Do you know why? He's jealous and he... He wants some. Just one, they said, I can offer you one if you don't mind. And you say, oh, really? Oh, you later you come back. What, the other time. Religious people, they, they take it personal when you sin. <laughs> As though you are using their body. <laughs> they can't understand. That's why they can't stand you. 
Why? 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 Why were you stealing? Why? It's not based on morality. Okay? It's just based on the fact that they think stealing is not right and you are stealing. So they are upset with you for breaking God's law. That is why they want to kill people and maim them. Inshallah, I'll kill you. The devil is a liar. You go to hell. Why is it that if I don't follow your God, you have to, I have to be your arch enemy? Why? What kind of God are you trying to follow? He should have taught you some common sense. Maybe he himself lacks common sense. What kind of God is it that has to force people to worship you? You have to worship me. You have to worship me. You have to confess. If you don't worship, I'll cut off your head. If you don't worship me, I'll kill you. You don't deserve to live. You are like a dog. You are like an animal. What kind of dog? And can't our politicians, can't our kind of God, can't our politicians see that there's a certain God who is very, are you guys what I'm saying? It's, it's, no, it's not the people, though. it's the kind of, <laughs> all right, you let me leave it. <laughs> let me leave it. All right, so religious people take it personal when you don't do the, what is required of you, law, 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 law. And some of you are Christians here. But you are very religious with your attitude towards others. Judgmental. Judgmental. No, no, I'm not saying that everything is okay. I'm not saying you should be able to say that this is not right. This is not good. But don't take it personal. Don't behave like they are using your body to do what is not good. <laughs> why, would, why must a pastor be... So, Take it so personal and be angry with a church member who is not giving offering. It's because you are looking for their money, not for their faith. If you are looking for their money, you take it very personal. Why are you not giving? You are ungrateful. Why are you not giving? You are spoiling my church. people. Teach them the word. Believe God with them. Encourage them. Let them pursue God. It's the work of faith. So when you do it based on demands, external demands, you have shifted into law. When you do it based your faith on your faith and your belief, confidence in God's word, then that's what God recognizes. The work of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Go on the next verse. You have suffered many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain. Now verse 5. Watch this. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So that means that the things that God will do for you is not because of the good boxes you are taking. It's not works. I always tell people, you, see, you, you actually don't need the Ten Commandments. Do you know why? Someone, a certain... Uh, vicar, you know, army chaplain, army chaplain, new recruits. He said, when, normally when the new recruits come, this is what he asks them, those who say they are Christians. Normally, the Catholics will take their people and then the rest, they, they bundle them and give it to him. So, you know, Catholics always want to be different. <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand when I meet you, uh, uh, we are talking about Christianity, you are also talking about you're, I'm a Catholic. It's because you are, probably you're not a Christian. Because if you're a Christian, let's drop the demarcations. Let's, 
Just don't worry. It's not necessary. The denominations. And we, uh, do we all believe in Christ as our Lord and Savior? Yes. That's, we have something in common. Let's, that's what makes us family. Not church tradition. Any church that tells you other churches are not good is usually cult. It's a cult. Tell you no other church is good but their own. It's cult. It is not godly. All right. That's just by the way. So they ask him. And when they come, he normally asks them, how many of you are, are, are Christians? And some are confused. Oh, I'm a Christian. Okay. He said, all right. How many of you are Christian? And then he said, okay, who is a Christian? He said, okay, who is a Christian? And then people begin to wonder. Yeah. Actually, who is a Christian? Someone who is baptized? Then he said, the, the answers they, they ask is, no, normally they say, someone who obeys the Ten Commandments. Okay. Then he says, wow, that's fine. So anyone who obeys the Ten Commandments is a Christian. How many of you are Christians? <laughs> and still, they'll be struggling. It's, ah, but I thought, any, okay. Someone will say, no, no, no. Anyone who obeys, let's say, five uh, of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Pass Mark. You don't need a commandment to please God. I'll explain it. How? That's blasphemy. Yeah, it's because religion tells you that's, that's what God needs from you. That's why a lot of people are trying to run away from God. Because your, your hands are too messy. You tried, didn't you? You tried! I don't want to fornicate again, but you kept doing it. I don't want to gossip again, but you kept doing it. I don't want to lie again, but you kept doing it. I don't want to steal again, but you kept doing it. I don't want to watch some, st some stuff. I don't know why I touched you, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to watch some stuff again, but you kept doing it. And I don't want to feel jealous again, but I don't know why. I, don't, I, don't, I want to forgive. I don't, I don't want to harbor bitterness, but I kept, you kept doing it. And you, the things you don't want to do, you keep doing. So if God is going to deal with you based or relate with you based on the right you are doing, you are in trouble. Because you can't really do right throughout. Can you? Can ya? You can't. <laughs> can you do right throughout? You can't. None of us can. The Bible says that if God should deal with us based on our iniquities, who can stand? So God did it this way. <laughs> he himself said, I've given them my law. Pastor, I'm not preaching on new creation. I've given them my law. But the guys are messing up because they can't keep my law. So what, 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 what am I going to do? Me, myself, I'm going to come down as one of them and fulfill the requirement of the law. Meet it all and get that account. So I'm going to build a human account of righteousness and put it aside. Anyone who puts his faith in me, then I give him the account. That is what Christianity is about. Righteousness outside of yourself. You know you didn't do it, but yet God accounts you as righteous. Shout yes. You know you have committed a lot of sins and you haven't been able to pay for your sins because the wages of sin is dead and you haven't paid for your sins and yet someone died instead of you, paid for your sins and then so you can live instead of him. So you enjoy his righteousness and when you come to God in his name, God said you are my son. 
So Romans chapter 8 puts it this way. Romans chapter 8, verse 4. All right, let's start from verse 3. It says, what, for what the law... Oh, why am I preaching this? Am I, it looks like I'm going away from my message. But I'll, I'll just come back as we end. What the law... Say, say the, law. the law. Please say it louder. You know the law? There are things the law cannot do. What law are we talking about? The law of God. It is incapable of fulfilling some things in you. What the law could not do, could not, uh, the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Not that the, word, the law is not good. The law is good. But when it comes to your flesh, it's weak. It's like you asking me to carry this thing. All the three speakers. Bro, how did they get here? They were carried here by, by systems. And one after the other. But one machine can carry everything. And you are asking me to carry this. It needs to be carried, but I don't have what it takes to carry it. But if I can sit in a forklift and just press those buttons. <laughs> so, what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, who did? Who did? The law was supposed to do something. He couldn't do it. God said, I'll do it myself. God gave law. He said, you do it. They couldn't do it. The law must be done. So do it. They couldn't do it. The Ten Commandments you are chasing. He said, do it, but you can't do it. Do it, you can't do it. You have to do it. You can't do it. God said, okay, this law must be done. So me, myself, I'm coming to stand in your place and I'll do it. What the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of, not likeness of, uh, not, not sinful flesh, but it was like sinful flesh. He had the likeness of sinful flesh, but without the sin of the flesh. In the likeness of sinful flesh, on the account of sin, because sin is in us, and someone must be able to deal with this sin thing. He condemned sin in the flesh. Go to the next verse. Listen, this is the big thing. You don't have to miss this. He says that, why? I can't hear you. Why? You see, the spirit has come back here. So, the righteous, the law has got requirements. And those requirements are righteous. It's not unfair requirements. They are good requirements, but you, it cannot be done in you. So, God himself fulfilled it through his son. So that if we live by the spirit in him, put our faith in him, the requirements automatically are fulfilled in us. By the time you are coming to God, you, God sees you as a righteous person. So Galatians said, why do you have to start in faith in Jesus from the faith? You started in faith in Jesus Christ, in the spirit. And then suddenly, so let's get to Galatians so I can, oh man. The work of faith. Are you so foolish? Go to verse 5, please. Verse 5, verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Go to the next verse. Ah. Just as Abraham, what did he do? And what happened to him? And he didn't do He just believed and then God credited to him that you are righteous. Your believing is crucial for what God can do with your life or in your life. Your believing. So if the devil has to fight you, 
he has to fight your belief. If he can, he can paralyze your faith, he has paralyzed your future. <laughs> Satan can't fight against someone who has faith. He can't he can win. Because your faith, Jesus told them that be it unto you according to your faith. The reason why it looks like God is not able to help you is because your faith is very weak and low. Even if you have one. It's faith. This whole thing is a faith issue because it says, the just shall live by faith. Abraham believed God and God accounted it to him for righteousness. He didn't do anything. Righteousness means you have done everything right. You've done that's right behavior, right way of doing things. He believed and God accounted it to him for righteousness. <laughs> verse 8 of Galatians chapter 3. Uh, did, we, did we read verse 7? Let's go to verse 7, sorry. Therefore, shall we all read it out loud? Is it okay? Let's read, let's go. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. One more time. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Why? Because he got his righteousness by faith. So if he says, I'm blessing you and your sons or your seed, anyone to, who falls in the category of the blessing God gave to Abraham, they must also do it the way Abraham did it. According to John chapter 8 verse 39, Jesus said, if Abraham were your father, you would do the works of Abraham. He answered and said, the answer is Abraham's father. Jesus said, if Abraham if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. What was the works of Abraham? Faith. Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for faith. So he said, therefore, those who are of faith, only, he said, therefore, verse 7, please. Verse 7. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons, are sons of Abraham. Do I have some sons of Abraham here? Yeah. All right, but why do I have to be the son of Abraham? So that you can inherit. We are talking about inheritance. Because inheritance belongs to sons. You don't have my father's DNA. That's why you don't look like me. But when you have the DNA, you, 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 when you have my father's DNA, you will be called entry. You see what I'm talking about? It's, it's about sonship. It's a, how many of you would like to be the next uh, king of England or uh, uh, queen? Why? You don't want it? Why? You'll be wasting your time because it will happen. Maybe you can stand for it. But how many of you do you believe that if you're not too old, you believe you can become a prime minister? You can, but you don't believe you can become a prince or a king. Because that one is by birth. You are not voted into power. You are born into it. You are born. In the same way, to inherit the blessing of Abraham, you must be born into it. Oh. The blessing God gave to Abraham was to Abraham and was to Abraham and sons. Was to Abraham and sons. That's why when they do some business, they said uh, Michael Jackson and sons. <laughs> the business is called. Thompson and Sons. You are also not a son of Thompson, but you are claiming inheritance in the... Well, what's your problem? 
The blessing is called Abraham and Sarah's Blessings Incorporated. <laughs> For you to be a shareholder and a bona fide heir of that incorporation or that company, you have to be of faith. Once you are of faith, he said that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. Do I have someone who has faith? Shout faith! So this whole church, church, church thing, church, church thing, most of you think about music, dancing, and you, are, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. It's about faith in God and God manifesting his power in your life. So when people say, where is God, where is God? They will look at you carefully and they will see that, no, there is a supernatural dimension to your life. There is a supernatural element to your life. Rise to your feet. She... They, they told her she had hole in her heart. Did they do the scan? First scan. They did the first scan. There was hole in her heart. And you were supposed to go for surgery. They prepare her for surgery. And just on the day of the surgery, what, if, what, what is it? They did a second scan and they found the hole. So they were supposed to do the surgery. So they did a second scan and they found the hole. And what happened between that? So the day of the surgery... They went in and they couldn't find the hole. Between the first, second scan and the day of the surgery, what happened? In church, yes. And you said someone sitting there, you have a surgery in your heart, but it's, God is healing you. So that's what happened. And you, when I said it, did you, did you I, connect? I tapped into it. She received that this is my word. She, I didn't know she was sitting there. I didn't know she had that. And I don't, it's not my problem. It's, it's, it, my heart is different from her heart. But the God who has meant to heal her used me as an agent. And God said, I saw by the spirit there is someone sitting over there with a problem in the heart. God is healing you. And she said, that is me. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Then she went back to hospital. They actually started the surgery only to go into front of There's actually no hole. The hole has been sealed. The hole, something has happened. And I believe God is touching somebody's life here. If you believe, shout, Lord, I believe. I don't know what she did to have the hole. Because if your neighbor's house is on fire, and you call fire service. Would they ask you? What did they do? Why? <laughs> what would they do? They'll come and extinguish the fire first. My job is not to know how many bad things you have done. Do you think I care? I don't care. How many bad ones you are still doing? Do you think I care? I don't care. The only thing I care about is it can jeopardize your faith. Because you can't have faith and bad conscience. They don't go together. Bad conscience will weaken your faith. So you are believing God for a husband. And yet, you are entertaining somebody's husband you know who is fighting the wife. And you like him, so you are entertaining, cooking for him. <laughs> cooking for him. You are blocking God's opportunity to visit your life with a marital testimony. Because not that God is upset with you, but your faith, conscience, you know, you know. That's why you are not doing it in public. You know. You know. You know. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with pornography. So why are you hiding to do it? 
<laughs> so your faith matters. I don't need to know what have you done, where have you been. It's not my business. God told me someone was being healed. And I just declared it. And she also by faith received it. So when you come to church and there is a prophetic word coming, don't sit down and look cool. If you believe it, you can receive it. I bless you now. I bless you now. I prophesy a miracle your way. I prophesy testimony your way. You shall hear good news. A miracle job is coming your way. In the name of Jesus. Shout amen. amen. Sit down, let me finish this thing. Verse 8 of Galatians chapter 3. Magada Shagasta. Magada. And uh, this text always just keeps messing my head. And the scriptures, who? The scriptures. Sorry, the scripture. Now, even look at this. The word. The word of God. The word of God. For seeing that God will justify those who don't qualify to be in the seed of Abraham. They are the Gentiles. So in the past, God just is Gentiles or Jews. Gentiles were not supposed to mingle with Jews. Jews Gentiles, the Jews are those from the seed of Abraham. The Gentiles are all the other people. Gentiles. Gentiles, God doesn't deal with Gentiles. He only collects their land for his people. But the God would justify the Gentiles by faith, not by works, because the law of Moses was not given to the Gentiles. It was given to the Jews to show them how imperfect they are, for, to create a desire for help, so that they can look forward to God helping them from these demands of the law. God's demands, are, his standards are so high. Why you? Why is it that you are in first year? of university, and the, your lecturer is giving you a prof, professor's assignment. Why? It's too high for your level. I know you're a mathematics professor. Your three-year-old boy who's gone to school, or four-year-old, or six years, who is now being taught maths, please don't be doing algebra. <laughs> Calculus. Socatua. Hey! <laughs> Sign zero. Cost 20. No. Cost 90. Cost theta. No. Seven minus two times X equals to X plus Y. Find X and find Y. Why would you do that to that boy? It is unfair. But unfortunately, your standards are so high, your boy has found himself in a university classroom, even though he's class six. And that's what you deal with. And you can't just come low. So now your boy can never pass that exam. So the best thing to do is to find a way of meeting that requirement for him and crediting it to his account. So, God, the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles. Justification means that being treated as though you have not done anything. The just shall live by faith. To be just, you have to be justified to be just. So, you, you, have, you, have, you have been justified just as if, justified, just as if you have never sinned. So, when Bible says someone is justified, means that God is treating you just as if you have never sinned. Now, just look at the one sitting beside you and think if that person can be treated like that. But, 
Watch this. The Gentiles, scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by, not by law, not by works, but by faith. What is it? Once you believe in him, he said you are correct. You believe in him, you are correct. And others are trying to show how well they are behaving. God can't see them. Because it doesn't matter how well you behave, you, are still, you still fall short of the man. So, but if you put your faith in him, he said, correct, boy. If you put your faith in him, he said, correct. If you put your faith in your works, he said, clear off, clear off. If you put your faith in your work, fail. Works, fail. Faith, correct. Worth, fail. Faith, correct. So, the scripture knowing that this is what it will be done, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand. Saying that in you shall all the nations be blessed. Because this blessing is come, that is coming on you, that's what makes him a father. Because he wasn't the first one to have faith. According to the scriptures, Abel have faith. According to the scriptures, uh, 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 Enoch had faith. Then Noah, in fact, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, Noah had faith and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Watch this. Noah, by faith, Noah, being divinely one of things, no, yes, he moved with godly fear, prepared an act for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir. See, heir. This word is very important. Heir. Who is the father for someone to be the heir? For you to be an, an heir, you must inheritance, sorry, inherit it from someone. Heirs inherit. Owners don't inherit. Owners generate or procure. So someone must have procured this for him to be an heir. Even though Noah was before Abraham. Abraham was the father of faith. So he became the heir of righteousness which is according to faith. Even before it was given. Noah. And this was before Abraham. So why Abraham the father? Because Abraham walked with God in a way that God, when God was blessing him, the blessing said in you shall all the nations be blessed. And what blesses it? Talking of the blessing of justification by faith in you. So that made him father. He walked with God and God accounted. He didn't become a, he was accounted. It was accounted unto him. Go to the next verse of Galatians. Ah, ah. Is someone getting something? The, I, 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 I am going to preach healing. I'm telling you. Healing is in this house. The thing, the thing started from, was it Tuesday or Monday? Tuesday or Monday in our prayer meetings. And people, I could feel there's healing. Tonight, to this morning, just now, this afternoon, as I'm finishing, I'm going to believe God. That sickness will find its way out of your life. That pain will find its way out of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Did you hear the gentleman's testimony? Where's he? He said that, uh, what's the name of that sickness again? Trapezium or Zia. Tra, tra, it sounds like uh, <laughs> Trump, yeah, Trapezia. Trapezius. Okay. So his trapezius have been trapped. And, <laughs> and, and he, that day he was practically immobile and came for the evening service. And someone said, Talk to Pastor. He'll pray for you. And then he managed to come. And did I pray for you? And what did I say? I'll be healed. I prayed for you. And then what happened? And then um, after the service, I, I found out that I was okay. I could drive. And then I, but before the service? I, my hand was in a sleep. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, your hand was in. And you couldn't even drive properly? No, I couldn't drive in the morning when I was coming to service. So I got someone to drive me. But after the service, just by prayer, who told you God cannot heal you? 
told you. Say, ah, he says that, he says that, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. Bless, Psalm 103, bless the Lord who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. If he can forgive you, he can heal you. If you, if you believe in forgiveness, then you shall believe in healing. I see someone receiving your healing. I see someone receiving your healing. I pronounce you healed. I cast the sickness out of your body in the name of Jesus. Ha, there's a lady here with a lamp in your right place. Please check it. I can tell God is healing somebody with a lamp in your breast. You can check it. The power of the Holy Ghost is here. Somebody is receiving healing. There's someone here with a problem with your muscles. Please, I don't know how you know it's changed, but the things, the, the situation is changing. You probably may have to go to the GP or do something you couldn't do and you realize that the power of the Holy Ghost is healed you. Shout hallelujah. Hey. I feel like preaching. The power is here. The power is here. The power is here. See now, let me, let me, let me just run this thing on faith. Because you can't be helped until your faith comes alive. And when your faith says yes, God will not say no. So the thing is a faith problem. Yes. Not a this, not a power problem. Not a power problem. It's a faith problem. In Ephesians, he says that I pray that you may know the power that works towards us who believe. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. That you may know the power that works us what? That works towards us. Who believe? When you believe. It's as, as soon as you believe, the power of God comes towards you. Ma, ma, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. He said, and what the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. The power is towards those who believe. If you believe them, that the direction is one way. The, the direction of God's power is one way. It's one way traffic. To only those who believe. Once you believe, that thing is coming to you. Once you believe, it's coming to you. Once you believe, it's coming to you. Once you believe, it's coming to you. Once you believe, receive your miracle. Receive your testimony. Receive your breakthrough. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing. You got to hear God's word. By hearing. Let me finish on this Abraham matter. Did you read the verse 8? Yeah, God knowing that the Gentiles. All right, let's, let's leave that and go. Let me finish on Romans 4. Are you ready for this? Uh, five minutes. Pastor, Romans 4. Look at how it begins. Pastor, do you know that God, God, God calls Abraham his friend? God. James chapter 2 verse 23. Before we go to Romans. James 2, and the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed and it was accounted, did you see, to him for what? And what was the result? And he was called a friend of God. Hey. God said, buddy. Hi, buddy, buddy. What's up, man? How's your wife, Sarah, man? Oh, Sarah, don't worry. Sarah got a child. Sarah, <laughs> how can I, an old woman? How can I have a child? My husband too has lost excitement. How can I have a child? No, see your Bible. Genesis chapter 18. 
It's in your Bible. From verse 15. How, how, how can I be? Uh, uh. God came to Abraham and talked to him. To the extent that Genesis chapter 18, verse 16, God, uh, 17 and 18, God said to Abraham, God said about Abraham, would I hide anything from Abraham? The Lord said, shall I hide anything from Abraham, what I'm doing? Shall I hide what I'm doing from Abraham? Since he is a great man, he is a great, great nation, he's going to command. And he began to download his plans. God began to download his intentions about Sodom and Gomorrah to Abraham. Why? Because this is a man of faith. He walked with God by faith. Let's see. Charlotte, don't sleep. Let's see. She's sitting down. This one, it's like someone under duvet. <laughs> My God. Hey! <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Nothing. His flesh. When we talk about flesh, we are talking about his human efforts. He didn't get anything. Don't think you get anything from God by your own human effort. I will do this. I will do this. I will do this. Oh, my resolution. This time I'll do this. This time. That's why you keep failing. Frank, you see what I mean? Your personal, you, you're too strong. You're too strong. Be rather strong in faith. Abraham, God said, I'm going to give you a child. And he, because he can produce sperms, he, his wife was old. He, he, his wife said, go for my maid, Hagar. He went for Hagar. Father the child through Hagar. But God said, this is not what I, I spoke about. This is not what I spoke about. Uh, is that because you can produce semen? That's why God said, okay, now I'll, I'll wait. When you, are, you run out of semen. <laughs> when there is semen deficiency. <laughs> When you are emptied of all, I remember uh, Sister Helena, Beulah some time ago, when Pastor O had a little child, was, Pastor O was breastfeeding and then Beulah came. Beulah was a little girl. She said, hey, she's drinking milk. She's being breast. And Beulah said, my mom used to have a lot of it. <laughs> but me and my brother, we drank it all. <laughs> We drank it all. It came to be dry. So now when God came back, he said, look at the stars of the air. So shall thy seed be. Now there's a problem because I'm a seamanless man. And my wife's womb is dead. It, the womb is there. It can't carry. It's like just a pocket, like sack. So it can't, you can't put semen here. For even IVF, it must be fertilized in the laboratory and then implanted into a womb. Human beings can't grow outside the womb. Fetus can never grow outside the womb. It must, and then if it grows, it finishes the basic development of all the vital parts and there's a premature, death, then a birth, then you talk about an incubator. But it needs to be in the womb. And Sarah didn't have a womb because her womb was dead. And Abraham too, whatever to send semen into the womb was even gone and he didn't have semen. So everything was hopeless. God said, now I can do what I want to do. But, hey, this is the message. This is the message. At 
that time, oh, I, all God needed from Abraham was not a strong body. What he needed from Abraham was not Sarah's womb. What he needed was, from Abraham was a strong faith. To believe that if God said he would do it, it should be done. That's it. That's it. So, you, it's not the medication. No. It's not the medication. Some of us are waiting for hands to be laid on. Bible says, look at this. Romans chapter 4. What shall we say Abraham, our father, has gotten according to the flesh? Nothing. Verse 2. For if Abraham was, you remember the word justified? Was justified by works. He has something to boast about. But not before God. Verse 3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. It was his believing, not his behaving. His believing, not behavior. That gave him the credit before God. I see your believing giving you a miracle. I see your believing giving you your breakthrough. Shout yes. Verse 4, now to him who works, the wages are not accounted as grace, but debt. If you work, the end of the month they pay you. It's not grace. It's your, your pay. You have worked. But Abraham didn't work. So it was grace. Grace is when you don't deserve it. Pay is when you deserve it. That's what he's talking about. Look at verse 5. But to him who does not work, but believes on him, who justify? Watch this. Watch this. Do you see this word is a big word? Ungodly. What does it mean to be justified? Just as if you have never seen. And God is justifying someone who has always seen. It's ungodly. And God said, just as if you have never seen. And yet you are believing God. That's His characteristic. He has the ability, the propensity to justify or justify an ungodly person based on faith alone. Faith. So, but to, to him who does not work, but believes, say believes. Does someone believe here? If you do, shout, I believe. But to him who does not work, but believe on him who justifies the ungodly. His faith, what? No, his work. His faith is accounted for righteousness. His faith is account automatically, say you've done right. That's God. Now go to the next verse. Just as David said, blessed is he whose sins are forgiven. Now when you go home, continue. But let me pick it from verse 16 as I end. Look at verse 16. There are miracles in this building. I'll be very surprised if you don't get the testimony this week. As ah, I know, today is the last day of the month. From tomorrow is May. Month number five is the month of grace. As you step into May, you are stepping by faith. You are entering your miracle. You are entering your breakthrough. You are entering your day of power. Shout yes. May will work for you. The month of May will favor you. The month of May you have major testimonies. You shall hear good news in the name of Jesus. Let's finish. Let's, let's read it. Please put it on the screen. Therefore, it is of faith that it might, be, it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. See? All the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, that's the Jews, 
but also to those who are of faith, the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now look at the next verse. This is where it gets yours. How did Abraham do it? As it is written, I have made you the father. At the time he was fatherless. God said, that would have, it would have been okay if God had said it when he had semen. But God comes to a semenless man with a functionless body and the womb of the wife dead. And God comes and says, I have made you a father of many nations. And do you know what? He believed. The difference between you and Abraham is your unbelief. He, be, he All right, let me use this word. He was stupid enough to believe the preposterous promise of God. He was stupid enough. And today we are talking about him. How about those who said, I'm wise. I can't believe all this crap. And no one is talking about you. And still you are sinking. You are sinking. With all your common sense and intelligence, you are still sinking. You are, still, you are so intelligent, but your marriage is not working. You are so smart, you well educated, but your health is not working. Your family life is in, in turmoil. You are so well educated, highly paid, but still you can't have anything in control. Your your addictions are killing you. Pornography is ravaging your house, it's ravaging your marriage, it's ravaging your, your peace of mind. And you say you are in control, you are not. If I were you, I'll be humble enough and believe God. I'll be humble enough and believe God. I'll be someone shout, I believe. Let me finish this thing. I feel like preaching. Is someone getting this thing at all? It's long, but it's good. It says that, it, as if I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him, whom, that's the whom is Abraham. Abraham believed God. What was the qualification of God? Who gives life to the dead and calls the things that be known. God. Abraham believed this God. See, if, it doesn't matter what is dead. If you can believe God. God can say, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. And Lazarus will not have a choice. He will be coming out of the tomb. His feet were bound. His hands were bound. But however he has to come, he will come. Because a word has commanded him to come. He didn't have to walk. He will still come. Shout yes. Now listen to this. He believed God who gives life to the dead or, and calls the things that be not as though they, as though they were. All right, which who contrary Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. Bertram, contrary to hope means that there's no hope. Can I can I hope to be pregnant? Oh, you don't believe it? I know some of you are surprised I can't be pregnant. Can I hope to be pregnant? No. And then God in his plans said, I'm going to be pregnant. And then Abraham chose. To believe against hope. To hope against hope. Believe against hope. God, you can't hope for such a such a I want to be a, the next prince, the next king of England or UK. It can't be. But that's hoping against hope. That means that it's against common sense. But Abraham, contrary to hope, okay, he hoped believe in belief. Okay, so contrary to hope, in hope, believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. What, what was the phase of his belief? What God said. So shall I see be. How do you live the faith life? How do you walk the faith walk? Abraham, first of all, believe God. Secondly, go to the next verse quickly. Secondly, secondly, 
and did not was not weak in faith. Not weak in faith. There are things that can weaken your faith, too. Let me tell you. There are things that can weaken your faith. It can weaken. Today you can be full of faith. Tomorrow is gone. You are weakened. So you have to watch the things that will weaken your faith. What are some of the things that will weaken your faith? The things you keep watching and hearing. The things you keep hearing. Every time you are believing God for a smooth birth. And every time you are watching how people are dying through birth. You are watching it. You are feeding your eyes. You are feeding your, You are weakening your faith. You are weakening your faith. Abraham did not weaken his faith. He wasn't weak in faith. He did not consider his body, which was already dead since he was, he was 100 years old. That's what I told you. God waited for his body to be dead and God came, I'll do it for you. And Abraham, the word, the, the, the translation of he did not consider his body means actually it's, he actually looked at his body. He, cons- he knew what the situation was, but he chose that in spite, I'll still believe what God has said. So it wasn't like he was ignorant. He was very much aware of his condition. And he looked at it. He said, no problem. I believe God. God said, you were, you, were, you were bold enough to believe me for something like this. When you believe God, you commit him. When you believe God, you commit him to act. Because he's obsessed by believing, being believed. You think things are not going to work for you. Just believe God. Hear God's word and believe him. Don't tell, I believe. Hey, I'm not talking about wishful thinking. I'm hoping. No! I'm talking about what God said. You believe it. Abraham believed God. He did not consider his body dead. That just, uh, let's go to the next verse 20. He did not waver at the promise. I think I have to end here. He did not waver at the promise of God. What God promised you is valid. Don't say, hey, maybe it will happen. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it will okay. okay. So some of us want to lean on God. Genuine faith is not relying on God like this. Genuine faith is relying on God like this. Then you commit God. He doesn't have the choice. He will show up. I'm not talking about wishful thinking. I want to marry by next month. So, God, then you program yourself to say that. No, 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 no. You have to look for a promise from God's word. What you see from God's word, one. And then two, it agrees with, it convicts your heart. You know that this healing belongs to you. You know that this healing belongs to you. You know you'll be healed. You know it. You know it. So, you hear God's word. You know it. That faith is coming now. Faith is coming now. And then number three, by the Holy Spirit or exercising your spirit constantly to keep being strong in faith. Other than that, you give up somewhere along the line. How many of you have attempted believing? You were believing by God's time you disbelieved. Or your faith became weak that you couldn't hold on any longer. But you have to learn how to remain. When you read downwards, you find out he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. This morning and this afternoon, God sent me to tell you, your case is not hopeless. Your case is not out of hand. Your case is not out of hand. Your family situation, God is stepping. Ah, I see God stepping into your health. (laughs) I see God stepping into your situation. God is about to intervene in your case. I release your miracle for you now. I release your miracle for you now. 
There is somebody listening to me. He said, lady, you have so much sores under, on your scalp, under your wig and under your hair. I see God healing you. The doctors are not sure what it is. I see God healing that person. There is somebody who is about to go undergo surgery. I see God is healing that person in the mighty name of Jesus. This week's interview is going to work for you. Uh, who am I talking about? This week is this week's interview is going to work for you. I release that miracle letter from the home office. I release that miracle letter from the home office. I stand here as the prophet of God and I prophesy over your life that a miracle comes into your house, a miracle comes on your health, a miracle comes into your finances. I prophesy over your life. I prophesy over your life. Receive your miracle now. Receive your healing now. Please be seated. We have to close. Thank you. Please be seated and bow your head. Bow your head. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We cannot, I cannot just close this service without giving you an opportunity to step into a new phase of your life with God. God has always wanted to have a relationship with you. Not based on your works, but based on your faith in Jesus. And this afternoon, there's a reason why you are here. It's not by accident. Because God has been speaking to you. And this is the time. I want to pray for somebody very special, a group of people very special here. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me because I want to start a new walk with Jesus. I want to worship him in spirit and in truth by faith. Because if it has to do with my works, I, I cannot do it. But I just want to have faith in Jesus. Invite him into my life for me to be born again so I can live for him. I just want to walk with Jesus. I know my time has come and I want to do it by faith. If that's your genuine prayer, I would want to pray with you. Please lift up your right hand if that's your prayer. You want to say, Pastor, God bless you. I don't care what someone would think. It's what God thinks and what God will do for you. By faith. Don't let anything stop you. Let your faith make you reach out to God by faith. Now, if your hand is lifted, you know what? Just come. Right. Come. Come to me. I'll pray for you. Come. God bless you. It's your future that matters and it will be by faith. If God is going to help you, it will be by faith. Because you know that if it's by works, you have failed. You can't. But by faith alone, stepping forward to say yes to Jesus. Is that now too much an ask from God for you as a sign of surrenderance? And say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. But I believe you died on the cross to save me from my sins. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Because I repent of all my sins. I ask you to come live in my life. I make a commitment. I will obey you. I will serve you. I will walk with you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.